0: Chapter twenty five We launched the Jahar. There was no one to stop us. The battle still raged, and none of the Yirks had the presence of mind to come after us. Or so I thought. Alarandi morphed from his Horkbajir body. I was relieved. I guess he saw my expression.
1: Did you think I had
0: ended up like Arbron back there? Trapped? A Nothlet? No, Eris Elfingor. I'm still myself. I'm glad, sir, I said. Subvisor Seven stood in a corner, eyeing Alaran as he demorphed and resumed his usual Andalite body. Loren seemed dazed. Even Chapman seemed unusually quiet. No doubt he was afraid of what we would do to him. He deserved whatever we did to him. Your orders, sir? I asked the prince. Alaran sneered. Ah! you want orders. When I ordered you to flush those pools full of yerks out into space, you disobeyed me. But now you want orders. Now you want to be told what to do. I was too tired to be angry. I was even too tired to consider how my earlier refusal to follow orders would probably destroy my career. What was I going to do? Explain to some military tribunal that I, the insignificant heiress, had thought Aloran's order immoral? Sir, the Time Matrix matrix is... is Silence, you young fool! Aloran snapped angrily. He glared at me, enraged. We We don't have have time for that that yet. No, first we have to take care of the business you kept me from taking care of. That taxon ship full of yerks is still in its cradle. Still filled with yerks slugs. What do you think I've been doing the last day and a half? I've been hiding in shadows, morphing and demorphing, watching that ship. Prince Alaran, is that really the most important thing to do? For the first time since he had demorphed, he turned to face me. He glared at me with his main eyes. And that's when I saw the look. That's when I saw the rage. The mad rage. The most important thing in war is to destroy your enemies, Aras Elfangor. Nothing is more important than destroying your enemies. Do you understand? He turned his stock eyes toward the Sub
1: You understand,
0: don't you? You Yerks understand. You said you would let me go, the Sub cried. And so I will, Alaran said. Open the hatch, Eros Elfingor. The subvisser is going to see if that Horkbajir body of his can fly. The subvisor tensed up. He was not going to get pushed out of a spaceship without a fight. His Horkbegir muscles bunched and rippled. He seemed to glance at Chapman. And I swear. But no, I had to be imagining things. It's just that Chapman seemed to shake his head, almost invisibly. The subvisor's face glazed over. His eyes went dead. He relaxed his muscles. Slow to dead stop, Aloran ordered. Altitude? Fifteen thousand feet, I said dully. We are still within the atmosphere. Airspeed is now a dead stop. Dead stop, Aloran said. Appropriate. Now open the hatch. What could I do? I was just an heiress. I had already defied Aloran once. If I defied him again... He was mad. Insane. What could I do? I opened the hatch. Warm taxon air blew in, strange in the enclosed environment. It ruffled Lauren's golden hair. Get out, Yurk, Aloran said to sub Seven. I closed my main eyes. I kept my stock eyes focused on my instruments. I could not look. Close Close the hatch, hatch, Aloran said a few seconds later. I dared to look. The subvisor was gone. I looked down at the exterior display screens. A tiny figure fell through the clouds. I looked away. Now we go back and fry that transport ship, Aloran said briskly. Good to see you've grown up a little, Arist Elfingor. Take us back over the southeastern corner of the spaceport. Maintain present altitude. Then we'll go pick up our missing time matrix, eh? He seemed cheerful as if, for a moment at least, the madness were past. But I knew it wasn't over. We didn't need to destroy the yerks in those transport pools. We needed to secure the time matrix. But I had given up arguing. I was tired. I was scared. I was sick from thinking of Arbron. I wanted to sleep and sleep and sleep and not wake up till I was home on my own grass, under my own trees. I saw Lauren watching me. She seemed worried, concerned. Who wouldn't be? And yet... Chapman was watching, too. He seemed tense. Understandable. And yet... What made you decide to come with us? I asked Chapman. Did you expect mercy from us? You betrayed us. You betrayed your fellow human. You've told the Yerks about Earth. You may have betrayed your entire species. He shrugged. Not my fault, though, is it? I was on Earth, minding my own business. I didn't ask to be kidnapped by the Skritna. I didn't ask to be dragged halfway across the galaxy by you Andalites. I was just trying to protect myself. I by making deals with the Yerks. Alaran laughed. You're the Yerks don't make deals. They, they enslave. You. Yeah, I guess that's what I realized. After a while, Chapman said, Look, I'm sorry, okay? I'm just a dumb human kid, okay? Give me a break. We are coming back over the spaceport, I announced. There is a lot of smoke, but you should still be able to get a good targeting lock with the shredder. Aloran didn't answer. He just stared at the display screen. At full magnification, we could see the worm-like taxons below. We could easily see the ships, some burning from the battle, some tilted wildly over. The living hive had done damage to the Yerks, but we could also see platoons of hork rounding up taxons, and other taxons were busily feeding. Somewhere down there was Arbron. Alaran aimed the shredder. He aimed it carefully, taking his time. He focused it on the transport ship that contained thousands of helpless Yerk slugs. Fire, Errorist Elfingor. Elfingor, he said. What? what? I said, fire. Fry those irks. You let them live, now you finish them. Undo your mistake, and no one will ever have to know about your earlier cowardice. My finger reached for the firing pad. Do it, Elfingor, Aloran hissed.